You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast to help you get unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. I'm Becca, entrepreneur and mother of two. And I'm Carol, your dating and relationship coach. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? Carolyn. Hello. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired. You know why? (laughs) Why is that? Because I have this voice in my head that tells me things. Mm. Tells me limiting beliefs. Tells me that I'm bad. Tells me that I suck. Tells me that I can't do anything. Why? Why, 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 why? I'm so tired of this voice. I hear that because my, uh, I have that voice as well. (laughs) Does everyone have it? Like, what is the purpose of this little nagging dickhead in my earbuds no not my earbuds <laughs> I'm so like into technology now I'm like the only thing I can hear is earbuds, earbuds no yeah. um, he's, he's worse he's in my actual brain talking yeah. to me everything I want to do he says you can't do that right and I say yes I can and I do it and then I want to do something else and he says don't even try it you can't do that and I'm like but I I really I know that I can because I just did that other thing he's like nope <laughs> not this thing though this is the one that you definitely can't do and I realize I've been listening to him You know, I had been listening to him for years and years and years and I didn't do shit because of it. And now the more I I do and the more I prove that person wrong, I'm more inspired to continue to do that and to shut that thing off. Yeah. So why do you think this happens? Where does this come from? What's the purpose of this? I think that that little voice is trying to keep us safe in its mind. Like I think that, you know, we're built to try to keep, you know, self-survival. Self-survival? Survival. Just regular survival is our sure. is our number one instinct. So self-preservation, I think I meant to say. But anyway, survival is our number one instinct. And I think that mm-hmm. whenever we do something that makes us a little bit uncomfortable or that's a little bit different, that survival mode kicks in, even though it was like not meant for like this day, this and, age. day and age. Um, I think that survival mode kicks in because you feel unsafe. You feel unsafe when you want to try something new. Like a part of you doesn't feel safe. It feels uncomfortable. Like what? Are, what's going on? Why are we changing? What are we doing? Like we were good. Mm-hmm. We have food. You're going to lose yeah. it all. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, we, we, we understand ourselves so well. We re, you know, we're intimately involved with our own thoughts. Obviously, they're, they're ours. And so that little voice is so persistent and also so accurate. It knows exactly what to say to you right. to start making you feel like you don't want to move forward. Right. Um, you know, I, and I just, I, we got to beat it. Exactly. I think if we're going to be successful, I think if we're going to move forward, I think if we're going to do what we want to do, we got to start by beating that little voice back. So today we're going to talk about it. You know what we're going to do? And this is even a little scary. And I'm I'm having the voice right now saying, "Don't no, stop. Don't <laughs> yeah. do this. But we're going to tell you what our limiting beliefs are. And I think that, you know, hopefully that'll help you to look at your own, to write yourself a little list of the things you tell yourself and then follow it up by by putting the truths behind it, you know, because once you once you face what you're being told, then you can start picking it away and knowing that it's not true. And then you have a little bit more defense. Why don't you go ahead and go first? with your um, limiting beliefs. All right. How generous of you to let me go first with my limiting well, beliefs. Well, why I'm don't just you do one? You do one and then I'll do one. We'll switch back and forth so that it's oh, not yeah, all on you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So my first bit limiting belief, and this is probably the one that has haunted me for the longest, 
is that I didn't go to college or I didn't graduate college, so I won't be successful. And I think that comes from the fact that everyone in my family has graduated college, well, at least my nuclear family, mom, dad, sister. They all went to college. I was expected to go to college. I did really good in school. And I was like, I got into a yeah, really good Yeah, you were always college. great in school. I remember that. It seemed so effortless for you. Yeah. I, I always felt a little jealous. Like, I'm like, God, it's just like, like, I just felt like I had to work a little harder, but it's okay. But the, but the downside of it being effortless was the fact that when I did go to college, I expected it to be the same way. Right. So like that first year in college, I was like, I don't need to go to class. I'll just read the book and whatever. And then that just turned into like, I don't need to read the book. I'm just going to show up. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I just show up and take the test and ace it. Because I could do stuff. Like, like I realized in high school, like, if I studied, I'd get, like, you know, an A-plus with the extra bonus points. And if I didn't study at all, I'd get, like, an 83. And I was cool right. with just getting the 83. But it doesn't work like that in college. Anywho. No. So, um, I did not graduate college. And so, a lot of times, when I look at the people around me, especially the people that I hang out with, like my social circle, a lot of them did graduate college. And sometimes I feel like left out of their like college conversations where they're Mm -hmm. talking about like their master's classes and the papers they had to write and all this shit. And I don't have anything to add to the conversation. So that, it makes me feel shitty in that way. And it also Mm -hmm. makes me feel like, oh, you know, will will I be successful? But the other thing that I think about is that there's so many people that didn't go to college that are super successful. Tony Robbins didn't go to college. I mean, people always want to say like, well, Bill Gates didn't go to college, but it's like, he's Bill Gates though. (laughs) Did he not go to college? He did, but he dropped out. Oh, okay. I was like, hmm, Uh, that doesn't track. Yeah, no, yeah, he dropped out. (laughs) But But it's like he dropped out because he created the first version of Microsoft. Well, that's a good point, though. Like, it really depends on what you want to do with your career. You know, sometimes, of course, like college is great. And we're not saying people just shouldn't go to college. But at the same time, sometimes work experience is better for you than going to college. Or sometimes the thing you want to do there, there is no college for that thing, you know. And so if you're hesitant, or you're feeling like you're not making the most out of I mean, college is expensive. It's crazy expensive. Super expensive. And so one thing that you could do is just try to get work experience, start working for somebody. Right. And I think that really is what deterred me from, well, the fact that I really don't want to go, like I've gone back several times and I did well, but I just, my heart wasn't in it. And I think that I also had struggled because nothing that I was learning felt relevant because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So it was just like, I felt like I was just going through the motions. And the fact that it is so expensive, I just was like, what am I doing? Like, just college just isn't for everybody. And it's not like college isn't for everybody in a sense like, oh, well, you... you're going to be a plumber, so college isn't for everybody. But it is it is like that in some sense. But it also yeah. isn't for everybody who, you know, people who did really well at school, but just like it's just not it's just not for them. And that's well, how it, it seems is for like me. you're you're trying to convince yourself and and us and you don't have to. Look, it doesn't matter. Like you said, you told me this earlier. You were like, you know, like if I had wanted to go like I always feel bad about not going back to college and then I realized, of course I can go back to college if I want to. I actually don't want to go yeah and so that's fine that's a choice you're making and so you have to empower yourself like to say it's not that I didn't finish college because I couldn't or because I'm a loser or because I'm worthless and maybe back then some of those things were were true for you and that that was part of the problem yeah but now now you're here 
You certainly could go back to college if you wanted to. And you're choosing actively to not do that because you're pursuing these other things in this other direction. And so that's how you feel, you know, if you're going to take an empowered step to saying, shut up voice. It's not that I'm a loser and I didn't get my college degree. I'm perfectly capable of having it and I'm choosing not to right now. And if I want to later, I'll do it then. Right. Absolutely. So shut him up. Hush Shut up, up voice. guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for me, number one is that sometimes I tell myself that I'm a manipulative person, a manipulative, shitty liar. And I think somehow that came into play like back, way back when in middle school or something, I realized I had this like the same skill set I have that allows me to be a good friend and listen to people and take what they tell me and repeat it back to them in a new way. And that, you know, in some ways I feel makes me good for like, this thing we're doing now right that can be used for bad yeah obviously like if I'm motivated to trick people or get them to do something I want them to do then and and I have done that in the past when I was in a worse place and so now I'm always looking at myself going am I doing that am I being truthful do I have congruency am I saying what's honest in my heart or am I using this person's information against them to get what I want and so even though I know in my heart that I'm coming from a good place now and that I you know I'm really really working to be as honest as possible that little voice every day is always telling me you're bad you're lying you're manipulative and so I have to really work against that and just survey my heart and say nope These are the things I'm doing. This is the way I feel. This is what I believe. And this is what I'm actively doing to make those things true. Right. Absolutely. What's your number two? So my number two is I need drugs and alcohol to calm my anxiety. This is Mm. also a big one for me because I've used drugs and alcohol for most most of my life. No, my life hasn't been that long yet. But (laughs) But for a good portion of my life since I was a teenager... I use drugs and alcohol to calm my anxiety, to make me feel better, um, to make me less stressed. So I need a drink is a phrase that I have used many a time in my life. And recently I stopped drinking and smoking weed. And um, I feel like this is dramatic. I was about to say, I feel like my life is falling apart. (laughs) No, but it's, well, you don't have your crutch. You don't but have exactly. those things. When you don't have your crutch, it's like, what am I going to do now? And even mm. though in my head I know things that I can do, because I did these things when I was drinking and smoking, I could exercise, I could do yoga. I have this like resistance built up against doing those things. And then I just like numb out in front of the TV, which is like, I'm, I'd rather have a drink than like be in front of the TV for like three hours. So. Right. Um, I just need to, it's hard to rewire your brain with something that you're used, you're used to doing and like trying to change that completely around. Cause I would love to start doing yoga again. And all I need to do is literally put a mat on the ground. Cause I can do yoga on YouTube. Like, sure. That's, that's how I used to do it. Most of the time I didn't like go to yoga classes all the time. I just do it on YouTube and literally it's a two step process. Put the mat on the floor and turn on the video. Start on the video. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how you, you know, just transitioned your life. You moved to a new state. You moved into a new house. And like, 
that's a big transition. And then I think also when you're going through this transition of getting off the drugs and alcohol, like setting yourself up in this new way, like that, like the transition itself is doing something. So I don't want you to be so hard on yourself to feel like, oh, why aren't these other things popping into place? You know, I think you need to allow that transition to occur. Yeah. And then once you're feeling a little stronger, start adding back in these other coping mechanisms that you know work for you. I think a lot of us have that one, you know, that I need, I need, you know, I need a drink. I need alcohol to make myself feel better. But there's one thing, uh, there's that Brene Brown um, TED talk I listened to one time. It's like, oh God, you can find it if you Google Brene Brown. It'll be the first thing that comes up. Yeah. One thing she says about, yeah, what things she says about what we do with drugs and alcohol is we use it to bring down our anxiety levels. Right. And that feels really good. And I, that's why I use it because I'm like all stressed and shit. And then I have a drink and I'm like, oh, I feel actually kind of better about my life right now. It's, it doesn't seem so bad. Right. But it also, you can't do that in a vacuum. It also brings down your capacity to feel joy, brings down your capacity to feel connected with your kids. Like yeah. it, it's a blanket that goes all over your whole body and your whole brain. So right. there's no way to just target it to the anxiety. It's going to affect you in all of these places that yeah. you want to be fully focused in. So yeah, spills that's out. something I noticed. Yeah, if I have a couple of drinks, sure, I'm less stressed, but I'm way more irritable with my kids. Yeah. Like, and even... The next day and the following day, I notice if I've had a few drinks, you know, on Sunday, even by Wednesday, I'm still like, Joe, put your clothes on. Joe, yeah. put your clothes on. Joe, I'm getting really frustrated. Put your clothes on. You know, and I'm, like, I'm talking to her that way. And when I haven't had a drink in two weeks, I'm like, you know, I'm, to I'm fine with the fact that she wants to take a little longer getting dressed and I'm yeah. snuggling her and I'm, you know, joking around and I can, you know, you get it. But, right. um, but yeah, that's a big one. And I think that we all need to like, let's say it all together. You don't need drugs and alcohol to deal with your anxiety. Yeah. You need deep breaths. You need space in your life. Right. You need time to be a human being. You need like... You need other coping mechanisms. Yes. You know I mean, I mean there, but there's, there's so many. We all know what actually makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. And be honest with yourself. It's not booze. Right. It's not. It's just not. Especially when you're using it in that way. Totally. Yes. So. Okay. Mem number two for me is um, no one cares what I have to say. Right. I don't know why. My brain's been telling me that. Maybe it's because I'm the youngest and I had older siblings that were always like, talking shut, over shut me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't get my, my point out. But um, even in school, I, w I went to school for writing. I would share things I wrote in class. And it just the entire time I was reading my, my work aloud, I would be thinking, no one likes this. No one cares about this. I don't have a perspective. I have no right to speak. And that is something that I'm just... The only way to get past that, I think, is just to bully that voice down and say, it, people do care. Yeah. And you know what, listeners? You can tell me, this is a side note, but you can show me that you care by subscribing, writing a review, and leaving me positive feedback. There you that go. would really help me. <laughs> yeah. If you tell me how much you love me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little um, guilt trip for you. Okay, what's your third one? My third one is I'm a procrastinator. Um, so I realized when I wrote this one that a, the reason I procrastinate is because I'm scared to do something like anything that gives me anxiety to do, even like down to really dumb stuff. I don't know why call making doctor's appointments or like making important phone calls on the, f making important phone calls on the phone. I was going to say <laughs> like, but mostly doctor's appointments. And it's probably because I have Crohn's disease and doctor's appointments are not usually fun. It's like a lot of, I've had a lot of bad news at doctor's appointments. So maybe that's what 
the doctor appointment thing is but even down to like dumb shit like that i'll procrastinate on and like either with the doctor's appointments i might never do with other stuff i'll just wait till the very 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 last moment or a doctor's appointment i might wait until like i'm already sick or it's like an Mm -hmm. emergency you know what i mean so i realized that all my procrastination has a lot of fear around it and mm-hmm. so that brought me to the conclusion that a lot of these limiting beliefs all have conditions around them. So if it's not always true, then is it really true? So if I'm saying that I'm a procrastinator, but I only procrastinate on some things and not others, I only procrastinate about the things that I'm scared about, then am I really a procrastinator or do I just let fear control my life, which is more of a truth than the procrastinating? So I think if you dig deeper and ask yourself what conditions are around this belief and you'll you'll get to a the core of what the belief really is and b you'll see that it's not really the truth because the truth is the truth all the time it doesn't change it's 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 just like a constant but if there's conditions around it and it will change like for instance i didn't go to college so i won't be successful if there's people who have who haven't been to college and have been successful then that's really not a truth that's just something that i've made up you know what i mean yeah and i would say this too right i just thought about this but sometimes you know we we talk about ourselves in these like absolute terms like Mm -hmm. i'm a procrastinator i'm a liar right you know and you think about that and you tell yourself that and like you you aren't that that's not you it's not possible for that to be you right you are a person who has told a lie. You are a person who has procrastinated in the past. Absolutely. But you could just as easily be a person who never procrastinates. Right. You could easily be a, you know, a go-getter. Like you can like when we when we give ourselves this this language of like I am this. Mm-hmm. Well, of course you feel like shit, you know? Like yeah. that's not, like you're you're making your whole identity around this one negative quality you have, you right. know? And and like you said, I I think when you think about like the true things that you really are, I'm a parent. You're a parent. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. I'm right. a mother. You know, no one can take that away from me. I gave birth to those kids and they are my children and I'm a mom. Right. So that is like a true character, like truth. Right. But, you know, these other things I'm, subs- you know, subscribing to, it's, it's it's bullshit. I could change it tomorrow. Absolutely. I don't have to be that. You know, I'm be whatever you want to be. Just, just back it up with action that's all you really need to do right because when you have these things it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy like when you say to yourself i'm lazy or i'm a procrastinator then a it kind of gets you off the hook for the shit you're supposed to be doing like if you just are like oh well i'm a procrastinator so i'll get to that later or even if you don't say that exact thing in your head if you just say like oh i'll get to that later but if you started telling yourself no i'm not a procrastinator i get things done when they're supposed to be done and you right. then you will do that. So, you know, if you or even just letting yourself off the hook a little bit to say like, well, I was lazy yesterday. Right. Like I'm a I'm an efficient person that was just lazy yesterday. But today I'm back to being myself, you know, like, yeah. like just frame it differently. And I think I think that could really help. Um, my last thing is that that little voice is always telling me something bad's going to happen to me or my family. And I think, again, I think a lot of people do have that that little, yeah. you know, just a sense when you have something to lose, especially around your kids and stuff, you're always worried that, you know, they're going to be taken from you or that something terrible is going to happen to you. Yeah, especially um, when things are going good in life. When things are going yeah. really good and nothing bad, your car hasn't broken down. Right. You haven't had to get a repair in your house. Everybody's Yeah, you're healthy. just waiting. You're like, what is about to happen? <laughs> right. But you know what? 
Something bad might happen. And that's not anything that we can control. Something and bad so will think, happen. Of course. You know what yes, I mean? I, I, absolutely. It always <laughs> does, you know. But but I think the one thing you can do is just really, really, really try to be present. Like, right. you know, at nighttime when my kid's putting on her jammies, she acts like a insane person and she jumps all around and <laughs> sings songs and it's really hilarious. And if I just key into that and I really look at her and I'm like, you know what, like, I feel so much love for this person and man, maybe something bad will happen, but this was all worth it no matter what, because this is a, a perfect moment. Right. And so being present in your moments, acknowledging that maybe something bad will happen, but knowing that you have the capacity and the power to deal with that, whatever it is, that's how you, how you answer that little voice. And also knowing that worrying is not going to make it better. Like, oh no, <laughs> worrying is just going to stress gonna you out for, for something you. that may never happen. So Yes. And it, it ruins the present. Totally. Okay, so here's what I think we should do now. Let's go back and you will go one for one and you change your limiting belief to be a positive statement that is a, um, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, okay, I didn't go to college, so I won't be successful. To it doesn't matter if I went to college, I'll still be successful. Perfect. Love that. Okay, for me, so I'm going to say, uh, mine was, I'm a manipulative, shitty liar, so I'm going to say, I am an honest, truthful, and good friend. Nice. You are an honest, truthful, good friend. Thanks. Um, so I'll change, I need drugs and alcohol to calm my anxiety to, I will use healthy measures to calm my anxiety, like yoga and exercise. No, that's like a will statement. I will do that. You have mm. to make it more powerful. Let's see. Say, I have the power to I have say, the, I have the power. I have the power yeah. to calm my anxieties in healthy ways. Yes, great. I like that. For me, it's no one cares what I have to say. So I'll say, um, when I, when I, uh, help me. What should I say with that? <laughs> like, hmm. I have something important to say. Right. That's what I'll say. I have something important I to say. I have something important to say. I'm going to change I'm a procrastinator to... I get shit done when it needs doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you should say that again. I get shit done when it needs doing, God damn it. You get it, girl. I love it. Okay. And then for me, I'll say something bad is going to happen to me, but I'll say even when bad things happen, I have the power and resources to turn it around. There you go. I will survive. Right. You feel better? I do feel better. Fuck these limiting beliefs. Yeah, exactly. And I want to just go back one more time. I know I'm like beating a dead horse with this and we're only in episode three and I'm like saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. But guys, the the answer to this is is just doing something. Just do it. Right. You know, like this, the it's I can't stress this enough. If you just do something, the next step becomes apparent and then you have to do that. Like you, once you get the ball rolling, you won't have a choice, right? Exactly. Like, you know, I, I, you just hold yourself accountable and that's great. But when other people start to hold you accountable because they've given you money, then you're really accountable and the, everything will turn into place. So especially I'm thinking of like small businesses, but, you know, same if you're going to work out and you get a buddy system or like with you and me in this podcast, like once we said, OK, like we're going to record on this day right. and then we didn't show up and we looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck happened? You said you were going to yeah, said, oh, yeah. I was busy, but whatever. And I'm like, no, we're doing this or we're not doing it. Right. Like it took us a year to get recording. Yeah, it did. I mean, it's so many times of like false starts. And finally, we looked at each other and we said, are you serious about this? Yeah. Because if not, like I'll move on and do something else. But I really want to do it. And, you know, we both did. So 
But anyway, with the business stuff, like you want to start something, convince one person to hire you. And then you'll be like, oh, this person needs a contract. Okay, I guess I'll drop a contract. Absolutely. Oh, actually, I need to, you know, put this money in a bank account. I guess I need to go to the bank. Oh, wait a minute. That necessitates an EIN. Now I have my EIN and I'm going to report to the government. Now this person needs me to do these services. So I guess I need to put together a little package. Like it just one thing will happen after the another and you have to trust that that will happen. But it will never happen if you listen to this voice and you don't do anything. It won't ever happen if you don't do anything. So please do one thing. That's it. Yeah. And I think a good way to start with your limiting beliefs is to do something that is in the opposite of what your ne- your limiting belief is. So for me, I am a procrastinator. Then the next time I want to procrastinate, then I need to just do it. And the more I do it, the more I'll be like, oh, shit, I'm not a procrastinator. So like Becca right. said, the, the answer is in action. You have to actually... Proving it wrong. You have to, yeah, you have to prove it wrong. And you can't, I mean, you can say all, all you want, like, I'm going to get shit done now. But if you don't do it, then it's just going to confirm what you believed before. So... Exactly. So action is key. Yes. Just, just be a person who does something, please. <laughs> I beg you. I beg you. It feels so good. You're right. going to love it. That's what kicking a yeah. panties is about. Yeah, kick come them on. panties into action. Exactly. <laughs> okay, good. So this was a great conversation, Carolyn. Thank you so much for, for sharing your stuff and listening to my stuff. I, I really appreciate you having you as a friend. Yes, you too, Becca. It's been great. I appreciate all of our listeners as well. And we, you know, we really thank you guys for listening. And this has been Carolyn and Becca. Asking, what are you going to do this week? Get out and go do it. Do it. Kicking the panties.